There he is. There he is. Welcome, everyone, to the is. Furlough Files with your hosts, Ben and Anthony. Episode, I don't know what. Ah, 231, 232, something like that. Somewhere, and, somewhere in the 230s? Yeah, 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 yeah. If only we had that many yeah. listeners in, on, on, per episode. Hey, uh, I just want to get this uh, ahead of this. Uh, I'll right. let everyone know that we just had a little exchange here where I was looking for any updates onto your availability to do this. Right. And you were like, let's do it now. And I sarcastically said, well, I'm glad I asked because, uh, you know, and then you, you just so everyone knows when this is cut short, Anthony texted <laughs> me and said, I just got home, but let's knock it out before I start cooking. So if you feel gypped on this episode like he rushed out of here. It's because he can't control how fat of a pig he is. And Listen. at some point, this looming impending need to bang pots and pans together and then stuff his face with whatever he cooks is going to overtake any obligation to this podcast. Just, just so everyone knows. No, listen, listen. I'm listening. All, I'm all ears. First of all, if uh -huh. somebody feels shorted on one of these podcasts, it's normal. So it's not like it's anything out of the ordinary. <laughs> well, this is, listen, just because, uh, listen, I, I'm just saying there, this is a this is a changeable thing. It's not like you m married a guy with a four inch dick and are expecting six inches one night. You know what I mean? This is this is a this is a malleable situation uh, here where you can you can one one night will long dick you for an hour and a half, and the next next night we're going to give you our best two minutes. You know, so uh, you know, hey, they're lucky they're getting two minutes. You know, well, Just I don't know if it's lucky. Just kidding. I don't know uh, if it's lucky. I will tell you this: to start off with this here. So I I watched two things. Uh, leading into this, a little, pre I did a little homework, a little homework. I watched the thing you sent me about Bill Alfonso. That's that not homework. I had podcast. to send that to you. But but then there was no match there. I had to go find the match myself. I uh, I looked briefly for the match on. Oh, I found it. YouTube, yeah. and it was such a low quality. It's so low quality that you can't it's tell like that she, from a camcorder in their hand. You miss like all the, the crowd. You miss all the detail. Of the fact right. that she's covered in blood, he's covered in blood, et cetera, et cetera. But so you saw the same cool. one I, I I found. Okay. Well, I, I watched. I watched. Yeah, it's the same one. It's so low I'm, quality. But I'm curious if you could find that on like the the network on the WWE right. streaming network. That'd well, be the place so to watch. I watched the one you sent first, and he says that he lost uh, a third of his blood. I'm like, what? Yeah, but that's but like a, I, that's like a wrestling tale, you know. It's 20 years later. Yeah. That was probably but, you know. That opening, first of all, the crowd is insane before they even touch each other because Tommy Dreamer got hurt. He couldn't continue. Uh, the Rock crowd was like, got hurt. Couldn't yeah, continue. got hurt. Couldn't continue. And the crowd was like absolutely. Plus, this shit. was building up from something. This wasn't just randomly. Right. This was like a few. Right. Um, right. Because right. this is like a mixed couples match almost. You know, it's like right, a right. guy and his wife, who's his manager, and another guy and his manager. You know, it's not as a tag team it was supposed to be. Right. Right. The match is only seven minutes or or something like that. But it's a hell yeah, of a I, seven well, minutes. So the best part about it is. The match goes to start, and he's like, you know, acting like he's gonna punch her, and the crowd's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And then he turns around, and she takes a cookie sheet out of her shirt, and when he turns around to punch her, he punches the cookie sheet. She proceeds to hit him so hard, smack in the face with the. Did you see that? Yeah, she brains she him. I, I re before watching it again, I vividly remember it from when I saw Ooh. it when it originally aired like twenty fucking years ago. She, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, in wrestling, they hit on the top of the head. She swung it like a baseball, a cookie pan sheet, like a baseball bat straight at his face. She, like, she swung it as hard, on. the hardest a 90 pound <laughs> woman could ever swing something like yeah. that. I mean, and you know, yeah, you know, usually when you get hit with it, like, you know, it bends or it literally just was like, dung! <laughs> and, and he got up and his head was just literally gushing blood like yep. pouring out of his head but in the interview he says that it was gushing he couldn't get it to stop gushing yeah it was like shooting out of his head well, he said he took 10 aspirins <laughs> yeah he didn't say he's like wrestlers used to take aspirins and then, then, yeah, then the blood. That. yeah yeah 
And, I mean, it was shooting out. But, uh, you know, I, I, we've, I think we've told the Bill Alfonso stories before. I, you know, I got two of them, uh, Bill Alfonso stories. I, I think we've we told have. them before. Maybe we haven't. So the, the first one, Bill Alfonso, let's just preface it. That's the guy we're talking about in this match with, with uh, Beulah. He was a referee first, right? I think so. Before he became a manager. Right. He, he, he kind of evolved into a role of like a referee manager, but like bad guy. Like, right. If he, he, he wasn't. If he was. Yeah. Once he became a manager for guys, if he ever refereed a match again, you knew he was on the take. You know, right, right. He right. his trademark yeah. became once he became like because you know when you're a referee you're kind of like people really sh- don't need to know who you are they don't need to know your name right, most of the time right. if you watch enough wrestling you learn who the referees are it's like, it's like it's like ring announcers but go ahead right exactly uh, uh, but uh <laughs> but in ECW he became a pretty big manager and his trademark right. at the time was that he he developed this really annoying gimmick where he blew like yeah. a coach's whistle non-stop. <laughs> right. Like, right. It, like, imagine, like, if you're living in an apartment and you have a uh, fire, uh, a smoke detector, and the right. battery gets low and it starts chirping, and you can't, yeah. it's like somewhere where you can't reach it to change the battery. And this continuous chirp to just like, it's over like water, like water torture. He would blow that right. whistle so much during the match that it was like Chinese water torture. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that was the point, I guess it worked. Right. Right. I think it was supposed to be annoying. And it, was, it was, that was his thing, you know, but it was, uh, I don't think anybody's ever done that with a whistle before in wrestling. No, I, th- I, I don't know that I remember. If he did, yeah. we don't remember. We only ever right. re- equate to this guy, right? You know, doing it. Yeah, right. So, so when I was, uh, this was in FOW, and it was, uh, this was kind of like the, I want to say it was the reboot of FOW, but before I took over, like this was like Bobby was, I want to say Bobby was out of jail. Uh, you would. At the time, was anyone uh, else? Did anyone else run FOW shows other than you and Bobby? Frank did, I think. In the, if in I remember, the, in the in between, right? I I don't remember that part. I'll tell you, it's kind of vague on that because I don't remember when Bobby went to prison. Uh, who ran FOW? Because I, I want to say it still ran. If I remember, right? Um, I I can't remember. Anyway, there's only one guy to uh, ask Bo- about that. I'm going to make a note so we can. Uh, we can have Bobby on and ask him about that because I'm curious too. Yeah, I don't remember that specific. Uh, the, oh, I, I'm actually looking it up. Okay, so here it is. It was. That's actually something that's Googleable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see. Wrestling fans can t- keep track of the most useless fucking shit. <laughs> August 6, 2011. August 6, 2011, I defeated Billy Fives for the FOW Heavyweight Championship in Hollywood, Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, yeah. August 6. So, that night, August 6, 2011, when I defeated Billy Fives, I'll say that again, uh, We the match was... You know, obviously wrestling fake. We called the match, blah blah blah, and they were like, "Well, for the finish, you know, kind of do some. We want to do some funky stuff." And Bill Alfonso was there, so Billy's like, "You know, uh, we're going to use Bill Alfonso for the finish, whatever." Uh, we 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 planned it where Chuck would take Chuck was a referee friend of ours. Chuck would take a bump, like Billy would hit him on accident. Or I think I hit him on accident or something. He goes down, the referee's out, Billy hits me, there's no referee, right? Uh, something happens, I hit Billy, I think I cheated, I don't even remember. No, I was a good guy then. I hit Billy and I pin him, and I have Billy pin, there's no ref. Bill Alfonso slides in out of nowhere, counts to three. One, two, three. So I defeat Billy Fives by Bill Alfonso, uh, counting three. Um, 
Bill raises my hand, you know, and to me it was cool because Bill Alfonso was cool in ECW, you know, he was cool. And it's funny because he slides into Council 3 and he's blowing the fucking whistle the entire time. Mm -hmm. Like, it was literally like a three-second spot, and he's blowing the whistle. Uh, Place goes nuts, you know, I beat Billy Fives, can't say that enough, Uh, on August 6, 2011. Um, I also held the title for 350 days. Write that down, 350. Just remember that. You uh, uh, you're also like, uh, you seem to be a guy that they like to give the title to for long runs. Like, didn't Carino also right. give you the title for like? Yeah, Carino was almost two. It was it was over a year. Well, yeah, yeah. So 350 days. Uh, I am the longest reigning FOW champion ever. That's because uh, probably because no one was running shows. Right. It doesn't matter. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill and then Alfonso when you and then when you three. take over, of course, you could just keep booking yourself as the champion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I put agony over for the title, and then I beat it. I beat him for it again. So I'm a two-time champion. Billy's a six-time champion uh, for FOW. I'm a two-time champion um, for FOW. Uh, Sean Allen. Let's see. One time. So me and Bobby are tied for two titles, and a guy named Pat McGuire had three. Wait. Um, <laughs> So you and Bobby, both guys that actually booked and ran the fucking promotion. That's not here, neither here nor there. <laughs> both both had two title runs. <laughs> I, well, okay, I was got a it. Combined got it. champion. I was a combined champion for three hundred and ninety-two days. Well, there's three hundred ninety-two yeah. days. You're, you're, so your first, so your 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 second title run was 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 brief, forty something. Yeah, days. I dropped it to Sean Allen. Hmm. So. Right, who ne- who technically was the last FOW champion ever? That feels like because... you won it one show and lost it the next. Uh, well, let's go. Let's go to the board here. So I no, I won it August sixth. I lost it July twenty first, two thousand twelve. I won it back August eleventh, and then lost it September twenty second. August September so... had to be the next show. Yeah, yeah, right. Really. So you're you were you you were a transitional champion. Well. I mean, if you'd say that, for the, for, I made you know, a decision. I mean, that was, but that was when you were calling the shots. So that's, that's right, very right. humble of you. That's like, right. that's the most Listen, humble, I humble way to, decisions. if if there is a humble way to book yourself into the championship, that's the right. most humble way to do it. <laughs> right, right, right. Literally won and lost the belt within a matter of like 60 days. 40 something, so, 40 something. Yeah, I whatever. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I did the math something. when you were talking. I, that's why I said it had it been like just well, show to show. It was only like forty days, right? Right. So, well, and and uh, we'll kind of tell a little story about that too. So, I Bill Alfonso was the first night I've, I ever met him in my life. So uh, I met him, and after the show, you know, he, like he was like, "Hey, you know, great job." He watched the whole match. He was telling me and Billy, and Billy knows him. So, um, you know, it was the first time I ever met him, and. We hung out after, you know, had a good time, had some drinks, everybody, you know, good little after party, nothing crazy. Um, but it's the first time I ever met him. Any time after that that I ever saw him, he remembered my name, knew who I was. Like, just from that in small interaction, he never forgot me. Like, he never forgot who I was. Uh, and I remember the first time I had seen him after was like a year later. And... He remembered me, like, my name. He, like, hugged me. How's it been? And I was like, how the fuck is this guy? Like, he's probably done more drugs than anybody. How does he remember who I am? I I was going to make that observation that a lot of wrestlers, or at least a lot that I notice, have, like, they've done 20 years of headshots and drinking and drugs and just insanity, yet they can remember like all kinds of details and all kinds of things. They will remember a match and, you know, they know the fucking right. month and the year and what happened and who else was there in the building. And I'm like, I'm like, I could never remember any of that shit. Like right. ever. Right. So I guess Fonzie goes in that category. He's got a, right. he's got a steal. The yeah. ja- I'll tell you our buddy, Jackie, who's no longer with us exactly like this. Like, that guy never forgot a fucking thing. And I've seen him so fucking drunk for such long stretches that you're like, right. there's no way he remembers any of this. He'll like six years later, 
You'll tell me what I was wearing that night, who was wow. there, what happened. I'm like, how is he fucking? The, the problem was that you don't want a guy that has a memory like that uh, having the other trait, which was that he was a fucking, he was a fucking mental scorekeeper. Anytime, right, right. He, he never, <laughs> anytime right, he's right. ever mad with you or me or whatever, he remembered every goddamn thing since every we detail, fucking, right, since the right. day we met and he would run it down right. and you couldn't argue. It was hard to argue because you don't have the same memory to like recount every single, uh, you know, grievance you have with him over the last 20 years, but he fucking, right. he remembers he could do them. And it, it's like, he recite he will recite them back to me like he's reciting the presidents of the United States in fucking order. And if I had requested him to switch to alphabetical order, he could do that or go back to chronological. It's the right. same thing yeah. with with his like his like right. his list of heat with you, you know. Right, and you would even have to question and go, "Did I really do that?" Because like you don't even remember. Right, right. Oh, like, or, or, or half the like, things. Yeah. Or half the things he says you had forgot about, but then remember on the spot. And while he's right. yelling at you, you're chuckling because now you all of a sudden have remembered this thing right. and it's like right. popping you. you know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so he, Bill Alfonso remembered me like ever, always, you know, ever since then. So then uh, that title reign, obviously, I dropped the belt to Aaron Agony. Aaron Agony was a, what does Aaron Agony weigh? 110 pounds? Like, seriously. I mean, uh, 120 is fair. Right. He was a 120-pound kid, and everybody was so mad at me that I made the decision to drop the belt to him. And they were like, what? Why are you putting a heavyweight title on that little kid? My booking was beyond light years ahead of wrestling because I was like, this this kid, like, I think, like, people, they want to see him win. Like, you know, I think I had beat him up for, like, a month straight and then or two months straight, whatever, leading up to it. Like, I literally would, like, beat his ass and he finally won the belt for me and uh i remember when he pinned me like the pot it was an, it was an icw because no one because um, it's like it's like because every, you know, everyone's mad at you for booking it because they can't see it so when they're right. watching that match there's no way he's beating you and then when he does right. and you tell a story that's that gets people invested over a little bit of time. And it's David versus Goliath. It's the underdog story. It's the comeback story. It's everything that fucking movies are based on and that fucking people relate to and that, and that gets people emotional over. It's, it's all of that. Right. 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 And and I don't think people saw that. Um, you know, well, the people, the people that complained about it are the fucking, are just the like, are just the people probably mostly in the business that are like, that for whatever reason are offended that this little, little guy is like right. a contemporary of theirs when they're, in so, the, when they're like a hundred pounds bigger than him. And why right, is that well, guy I got knew, the fucking rub, you know? Right. And I knew, I knew when I made that decision. There was a couple of us sitting around, and I made the decision, and they were like, "What? Like, why? What? No, you know." And I go, no, "I'm telling you, I've been beating this kid's ass, like, up and down, you know, Miami to Fort Lauderdale, wherever the shows were." I go, at, at ICW, where it was his home crowd in Miami, we're gonna put him over, but there's gonna be like, there's gonna be some sort of screw job. Well, the screw job was that. uh Sean Allen got involved because I had been punking agony. Me and Chuck, Chuck was the referee that we just talked about. The other referee, Chuck was basically uh, the referee that was on my side. He was in my pocket. Right. Right. So it's even greater. Like I'm saying, like such a hill to climb for this kid. Nobody's right. And it was right. right. We, we screwed him out of a couple of matches prior and, you know, nobody ever thought he would go over. Well, that night in Miami, there was, I mean, it was a packed building. I, I, and, I, uh, I must have been there for it. No, you were, yeah, I'm sure you were. And the finish was Chuck went to help me win. The referee was, you know, in my pocket. We were going to screw him over once again. Well, another wrestler, Sean Allen, came out and uh, ended up causing, like, Chuck to get, Chuck got knocked out. I take a hit, I fall, Agony does like a shooting star press, lands, another ref runs in, one, two, three, he wins, the place goes absolutely apeshit. I got goosebumps talking about it, because I can remember, I remember two things, laying on the ground and watching him in midair, 
fucking flip backwards, like inside out. And I'm like, holy shit, this is so cool. He got so high. Yeah. And when he landed, one, two, three, and just the eruption of the building was absolutely insane. Like the place went eight. Nobody thought that would happen. Uh, this little kid beating this, you know, big fat guy. And uh, he, he won the belt, whatever. Um, cool, cool moment. Uh, I'm kind of sidetracking from the Bill Alfonso story, but there's one other cool moment that Agony did. And I don't know if you – were you there in Deerfield when he jumped off that, yeah. like, balcony? Yep. That was cool. So that was the night Sean Allen won the title. So that was in September. Uh, I was back to being – champion it was like at a high school or something right it was at that sports complex oh there was it at the sports complex i don't remember right right yeah and and uh that night it was a four-way it was me versus agony versus anthony michaels versus sean allen for the title and uh, i don't remember how anthony michaels got thrown in there i have no idea uh but there was a balcony like where like kind of like a judge or scorekeeper for maybe like it was like a hockey arena like roller hockey arena would sit yeah. and it was, I don't know how high it was, maybe 20 feet, 25 feet up. And when I got there that day, I said, Hey, what do you think about climbing up there and diving on all three of us? And he was like, yeah, like no questions asked agony. He was like, I'll do it. So during the match, he was jumped that, up. And was that where a, you used, you used to perch ragu with the camera on the tripod? Yes. Okay. Up there. Okay. Ragu was up there when it happened. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, that's just wrong in general. But uh, we made Ragu climb up there. But Well, though uh, there's stairs up to there. I mean, granted. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get the, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Anyway, so right. he he had climbed up there, and there's a picture out there of him with, he's in the air, and the three of us are looking up to catch him, and his arms are spread wide and his legs are spread wide. He's looks up, like a flying fucking squirrel. Isn't he kind of upside so down? Is he upside down or is he? No, he's like kind of like at an angle. Okay. And it's like a he looks like one of those flying squirrels. Yeah. I've... And he dove twenty five feet down onto us, and everybody went ape shit. Uh, and then Sean Allen won the title that night. Uh, that was the last FOW show, I believe. Uh, oh no, 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 it wasn't because Sean Allen worked some other matches as heavyweight champion. So. No, there was, it was close to the end of FOW, of my run of FOW. Uh, I think we ran maybe another six months of shows or something, and that was it. Hmm. Uh, somewhere in that range, maybe. but um, Or maybe a year, I don't remember. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Agony, that was my best booking. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, we, but, we, we did, but it, when we did the Supercon shows, the conve- the, the cosplay wrestling at the, at the conventions, he was... Right. We, I caught heat from Broder over booking him as the champion as well. He's like, uh, right. oh, he's, and I'm like, I looked at him and I'm like, but it's not that he's a little guy. It's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're, right. we're doing cosplay matter. wrestling. He's playing a character and it's like, right. and he's playing Link from fucking Zelda. It's like, it's right. like, and he, he was perfect for Right. He's, and you're super, like, you're Super Mario. It's like, you could, but, it's like it doesn't matter how big or small he is. He's playing a character, this like video game character. So, and and right. in that we did the we did the whole thing, the same almost the same story as you in a way different fashion where like Right. It was a tournament for the belt. And uh and he gets to the end of the tournament and there's the swerve. Uh whoever's calling the shot, I think it was Marco as with his character, Cobra Commander, is calling the shots and he's like Oh well, the final tournament match is now a gauntlet match, uh, and you have to face this guy, this guy, and this guy before you fight me for the <laughs> for the belt. Right. And so then he, so then that last night of the tournament, he has to fight three guys and then face Marco. So it's that build, 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 overcoming odds, getting screwed, yada yada. Except we're including like you know props and swords and you know gauntlets and all this shit. And it was the same thing when he won, like the place went fucking crazy. Cause you know, basically the same, right. you, the same narrative that you did, you know? Right. And it worked because it, and it wouldn't have worked with somebody bigger because it wouldn't have worked. Uh, right, it yeah. had to be that little underdog, you know? Yeah. 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 For that, for that story. Right. Absolutely. So back off my sidetrack, uh, 
my next Bill Alfonso story is so fast forward to I don't know what year this was, but we were at that uh, what was that that uh, War Memorial or something in Fort Lauderdale, and the match was me and Frankie Fatso, uh, the Slambinos versus Steve Carino and Colby Carino in a cage match, and uh, Bill Alfonso was not at the show. He was Wait, not at the building. He was that was not the War Memorial. No, it was that other one, that little. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. It was like a. It was like they had like tanks and shit out. No, it's it also like, it's also a. Uh, it's not a war memorial, but it's a. Uh, it was like a reserve, military yeah. reserve type place. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. I right. know, I know where it is. Right, and uh, yeah, it was me and Fatso versus uh, uh, the Carinos, Steve Carino, ECW. You know, I guess legend you can say. Um, why, in a steel cage. Why are you? Why are you saying it like? Like disrespectfully, I thought you liked Steve. Oh no! He, he, so I wasn't saying it disrespectful. You're he like, oh, my, I guess. Oh, oh, yeah. He was my favorite wrestler, like my favorite one. So uh, that show was, uh, by the way, it was a. Uh, it was July second of. Uh, I don't know the year of that one. I looked it up, but it doesn't have the year. July second. I don't know. Like, what do you uh, think? Like, 2018? No, it couldn't 17? have been. 17? Could it? I was living in South Carolina. Oh, so it had to be, like, a little earlier, huh? Yeah, it was July. I mean, Jackie, uh, Jackie was around, so it's at least five years ago. Right. So, on that show was uh, two steel cage matches. It was... Um, Steve Carino and Colby Carino versus Slambinos. You know, that was and, the night of the birth of the Breakfast Club. Right, right. And the second main event was, we were like, we were like semi-main. The second main was Sandman versus Sabu in a steel cage. Two more ECW legends. And it says Bill Alfonso was the referee. I don't remember seeing Bill there at all, at first. Uh, also, you know what? You know well, what? We, know Bill, two, uh, we know Bill was there. Because right, but I don't remember seeing it later that night in Drew's, uh, you know, hotel room. Yeah, I was going to get to that, but I don't remember him at the show. He, I don't. There's a there's a couple things I remember. No, 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 no. That's I don't think he was on the show. I think he showed. No, he wasn't there. I think we were all laughing later that he showed up and like, where'd Bill Alfonso come from? He wasn't. He wasn't on or at the show. I think that was part of the. I I think that was part of like the thing we all laughed about when he came up to the room later. Right. We'll we'll get to that in a second because there's a couple of things I want to hit on on that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that show also featured Sean Prime versus former Breakfast Club. We don't know where he is. Drew Donovan was on that show. Well, I think once in the club, always in the club. You're just right. You're just you're uh, just behind on your dues. That show also had two out of three falls. Craig Classic versus TK Stark. I don't remember it, so it must have sucked. Uh, I don't remember it either. And then the opening was Mike Cruz versus JoJo, which it's funny because. I remember that match, and I thought, wow, that was really good because Mike Cruz, you know, carried JoJo. Uh, <laughs> it was good. Uh, anyway, so my there's a couple things I remember from that show that night. So, And then we'll get to the Bill Alfonso part. So the first part was, was Sandman. Uh, I get a text message from a girl I went to middle school with uh, that said, Sandman, I think I told this story, that uh, – are you wrestling on a show with Sandman tonight? And I said, yeah. I hadn't spoken to this girl. Like, she sent me, like, a Facebook message. Like, we hadn't spoken since, like, middle school or something. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, we're Facebook friends because everybody is. And I was like, right. yeah. I was like, how do you know Sandman? She's like, Abby, this other girl we went to school with, Abby's husband is best friends with him. He was the best man at the, their wedding. I met him there. I can't stand him. He's a prick. He's an asshole. Uh, but, you know, he's just a jerk and this and that and the other. So when Sandman got there, I, the girl Abby was there too. And I, she's like, holy shit. I was like, oh, I didn't see each other in middle school. So, and she's like, yeah. Um, you know, so Sandman's like laughing hysterical. He's like, holy shit. How the hell do you all know each other? He's like, yeah, for middle school and blah, blah, blah. You're talking middle school. It was like 20, you know, I was at 2000, whatever this was. If it was 18, uh, you're talking, I graduated high school in 99 so this is like in the 90s you know i met i knew this girl um so anyway sandman's like wait he knows 
Meredith, the other girl? And I, yeah. And he goes, oh, she fucking hates me. And I said, I, I said, yeah, she, I, she just messaged me. He goes, can, can, can I take a picture with you? Mm-hmm. He asked me. And I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, let's give her the middle finger. So we take a picture together with his arm around me, flicking off the camera. We sent to her and she was like, you motherfucker. She was livid that uh, had sent that picture. The second thing I remember from that night, we've touched on this before, is Sabu, ECW legend, was in WWE, ET, or WWF, um, was there with the genie, who was his manager and his girlfriend or whatever. Uh, she's passed away since. Um, I just remember the buff- the catering was pasta. Yeah, It was salad, pasta, like like spaghetti, red sauce, and like garlic bread. They were filling up a bag with the pasta. First of all, he must have ate 45 plates, the two of them, because it's like they hadn't eaten in forever. Right. And then they were filling up a baggie to like bring it home with them, like bring it to the hotel with them of the pasta, because they probably didn't have money to eat dinner that night, um, which is wild. But uh, I, I never forget we were sitting there, and I was like looking, and a few of us tapped each other. I was like, what the fuck? And Karina was like, uh, like he was just like, yeah, I, I, normal. Like he, it didn't even phase him, and we were all like, "What the hell?" You know. Um, well, because he's been around so, him forever. I mean, he's obviously right. This isn't his first rodeo bagging pasta. Right, right, right. No, no, no. It was like he had the bag ready to go. Right. But it was like his. It was like a bag he had his gear in, like his knee pads. He just took the knee pads out and filled it with pasta. Like <laughs> it didn't even matter. Uh, so anyway, I remember that from that night. The cage match was fun good times but the after we went to the hotel and that's when we were all hanging out in drew donovan's room uh yeah drew had a drew had drew and his wife got a room for the night because he came down from tampa right and we were uh you know we were partying and all of a sudden there was a knock at the door we opened the door and there's bill alfonso but he wasn't at the show you're right because we were all like i remember we were all like hysterically laughing that Bill Alfonso randomly just showed up at the hotel, wasn't at the show, and just walked in as if, like, like he somebody invited him. I, but I will tell it, you. It's funny. He came. I, this is my theory. He came looking to hang out with some of the boys right. uh, at, the, at the hotel and either followed the noise or the smell. One, one of the other boats right, in the right, room right. and said, this right. has got to be it. Because no one right. in there knew he was coming. It wasn't like someone no. said, it wasn't like Colby Carino had texted him and said, no. you know, we're in room 108 or whatever. Because let's see, let's no. run down who was there. It was like you, me, Colby, Colby, TK, TK. Uh, Drew, Drew, his wife, Jessica. Prime was there. Prime, yeah. Jessica, Jackie. Yeah. Was Prime's girlfriend there? Natalia, wife there? Natalia? Yeah, Natalia was Natalia there. Was yep, there. she was there. Yeah, and and your buddy, uh, what's her face? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're not gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she was there. Right, right, right. <laughs> so she's moved on to God's greener, you know, greener God's pastures and Bibles. So, uh, well, so, you you do. Let's let's just put it this way. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm sure that's not the first woman that you've driven to the good book. You know what I mean? <laughs> That you've uh, anyway, you've sent running uh, to prayer and uh, and the holy house. <laughs> well, but I will say this, Jackie. Jackie left, if I remember, and went like because just Jessica was there. Was Blake? There? Blake, Blake was Blake, there. Blake, Blake was, was there. Blake too. was there. Right. Blake was there. Jackie was not there. He left. He took an Uber home. Must. Ah, must have been a little bit, uh, must have been one of those tense nights. Uh, right, right. Like, uh, you left. I yeah, remember that. Yeah. One of those, uh, one of those, uh, nights where, he, uh, maybe he and she had a, uh, disagreement about their right. open relationship, if you will. <laughs> right, right, right. Because Blake was there, right. Yeah. So, I mean, there are I stories I want to tell. Oh, like, one day. even yeah. about one that day. night that involved you and, and, yeah. I mean, uh, that that was actually a hell of a night. That was a good time. It was. was... And so that night, though, when Bill Alfonso, I answered the door. I opened the door, and it was Alfonso, and he remembered me that night. 
yeah. he remembered he said my name and i was like holy shit he hugged me like did not forget and then he partied with us and then all of a sudden he just disappeared totally like, like totally changed the vibe of the entire night like we were all just right. chill kind of telling right. whatever he comes in it brings everyone's yeah. spirits up because everyone's excited yeah. bill alfonso who wasn't at the show randomly right, just right. shows up at the, at the hotel uh after we've uh you know been chilling right and just like yeah then he's telling stories and who who did he, he give his stories. who did he give his number to that we were like oh it was drew i think he wanted drew to call him drew. when he was right, up there. right 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 yeah drew's like should i call him i'm like yeah you should call him <laughs> yeah that was fucking wild yeah yeah he just left he just disappeared and that was the end of it it was like uh, uh it was like uh like clint eastwood the other pale rider just kind of walks away and disappears. Just, just disappears, right, like, right, <laughs> right. The door never even opened. He just disappeared. Right. Yeah. That was a night. Yeah. Wasn't that? Wasn't what was something with TK too that night? That was that the first night we got him high. Yeah, yeah. It was the first night TK ever smoked in his life, and yeah, and then uh, now it's downhill. It's and then he's but uh, he smoked, and then he was quietly just eating his yeah, his leftover like, food. Out of, a, right. out of a styrofoam container. Everyone keeps looking at him like, is he all right? I'm like, I think so. He's still eating. <laughs> He's still, still eating. Yeah, that was. That was, that was funny. Yeah, because we drove from South Carolina to, to do the show. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was that was a fun night. That was the whole show. The show was fun. The after party was fun. It was a good time. I want to um, say Craig popped in the room at one point, too. Yeah, he did. He did, because he was there. Yeah. I feel yeah. like no, he, that, was a, that was a good time. I feel like he, I feel like it was almost like he popped in, hoping to be asked to stay or hoping to get the right. joint, joint passed around him or something. And we all right, kind of right. were like that weird, polite where we're we we don't want to like keep right. talking to him, so we give him the one word answers and stuff. But we were not rude. But at the same time, I think at a certain point he was just like, uh, "All right, I'm gonna go." <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like awkward. Yeah. Right, yeah. All this no, is coming is back to me, man. <laughs> right, yeah. That, that was a that night was a blast. That was a really fun night. Good stories came out of that night. Uh, but yeah, and then um, you know, I just Bill Alfonso. He never forgot who I was. It was crazy. You know, there's one other wrestler. I don't know if I ever told you this. Who remembered me every time I saw him? Have I ever told you this? I, I don't know who no? it is. To to Jay Lethal. No. Every time I saw, so I had met Jay Lethal when I did the ROH training camp, and right. he thought I was great. You know, loved me, thought I was fantastic. Uh, when I left the the last day of the camp, he uh, gave me a hug, uh, gave me his number, the whole deal. Um, I had seen him a couple uh, other times at ROH shows, and now you're talking months later, and. Uh, Always came up to me, gave me a hug, you know, how are you doing? Everything good. Um, fast forward a couple of years later, I'm wrestling in Florida and he came to a show and he comes up like behind me and grabbed me. I turned around. He was like, hey, I was like, oh, he's like, man, I didn't know you were going to be here. I was like, yeah, yeah. It was like late addition to the show or something. He was like, was this, oh, man. Was you know. this an ICW one? Uh, no, no, this is in, I was somewhere up north wrestling okay, okay. in Tampa or something. Orlando and he uh yeah he remembered me every time I saw Jay Lethal he came up hugged me asked me how I was how I'm doing uh remembered me from the camp because yeah he just he liked me um it was hilarious yeah you know uh never forgot who I was Lethal uh worked with uh Mark for a little bit they had the school right 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 in Tampa and whatever uh or or uh poor, was, poor Richie yeah. up there and right. uh I think they all, him, Lethal, Mark, uh, his tag team partner, and Jude drove down to work at ICW show. And okay. uh, we, uh, we, we did, we had a hang at the uh, flashback later, the flashback diner. But uh, earlier that night when we were at the show, that was when uh, Jude got a jibber in the parking lot in Lethal's car from, uh, <laughs> For one of your Eskimo buddies with it, with her. Okay, uh, we don't have to name. People. But you know who I'm talking about. I I know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so 
So he got a gibber in the fucking parking lot in Lethal's car, which he revealed right. later at the Flashback Diner. And Jay Lethal was a little like just taken aback by the whole concept that someone got a blowjob in his car earlier that night. So, uh, but so but funny. that night we were talking about bringing Lethal in to do Supercon, and we had this weird idea to uh, take the audio from Ho- I think it was going to be Hogan versus the Hogan versus Macho match. I right. think I think that was the one we were going to do, and he was going to they were going to do beat for beat, like just run the audio from the commentary of it. <laughs> You know, and that they were going to sync their moves. They were going to recreate the match in the ring. It was going to be him, and we were going to get uh, uh, Brian Brock to play Hogan with him. Right. And we were just thinking, like, like we just this weird thing that we were, like, spitballing doing. Where we would just play the audio from the match and have the commentators calling it. And, of course, they would have to be doing their moves, uh, timing right. them right, and, and basically just recreating the entire match beat for beat to the audio. And we thought we were like popping ourselves. This was going to be the greatest idea, the greatest idea. And, and it, we just never got around to doing it, but, uh, oh, that would have been good. That actually would have been yeah, a good cause, idea. Cause, cause you know, lethal does the, the macho man impersonation and, and, uh, and Brian sort of looks like a, uh, you know, I mean, of yeah. anyone, of anyone in central Florida and South Florida wrestling at the time, who, who was going to come closer to kind of having that old school Hogan look, you know, than he, right, right. he would have, you know. He doesn't have the same build as Hogan. He's more of a, you know, right. more of a right. dusty build than a than a Hogan build, but still. Right, right, right. Uh, that just never, it never percolated into more than just that, that idea that night that we were all so excited we were going to do it. And then we never moved forward with it after that. Yeah, that would have been great. It would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, legally, always remember me, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, so, like, when you talk about those times in wrestling, those are good times, right? Like, those are times that, like, I'm like, oh man, I do miss that kind of stuff. Uh, it's all the shit in but, between those good times, right? Mm-hmm. And the traveling, I hate traveling. I hate... And it's not, and like the good times we're talking about weren't the actual matches. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. It's, it's always like, the like afterhang. You know, so, yeah, so just, you know, I like Alfonso had the right idea. You just go hang out with the guys afterwards. Don't even go to the match. Yeah, because he was definitely not on the show. He wasn't on I the show. I remember we, we were all we dying were all like, where did this? Up. Yeah, it was like someone rubbed a fucking a lamp and a genie popped out. Like, where did he come from? <laughs> right. Like, like, right. We, because it's not even like, where did he come from? It's like. It's like, why is he here? Because he wasn't at the show. Right, right. There was no reason he, for him to be in the, in, you know, yeah. I don't, and he doesn't live in South Florida. So it was like the most weird. No, it was like, how did he get there? Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Still a mystery. Yeah. I think, I think, Still to this day. I think a, next time you bump into him, uh, you should ask him, like, what do you, because if he remembers your name every time, he might remember that night and you should just ask him, what the fuck? We were right. still, we're still wondering what you were there. For. Why were you in the area? What were you doing? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, I, uh, that, that was, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Good. Those, see, those are the good stories. Those are the good times we had, but Yeah. Now it's not, but now it's not the same. That's the other part to it, you know. Things aren't the same. Well, you know, they're just not the same. So, well, I don't know. Poor us. Well, maybe it's us. Maybe it's us. Yeah. It's probably you know. us. Probably us. Yeah. Don't want to change with the times. Yeah. You see, uh, uh. Speaking of sticking on wrestling here, we'll, we'll uh, just, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but they're starting to, to announce some of the matches for AEW Double or Nothing. And uh, Hook and Dan Housen are tagging against Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. Why is Mark Sterling wrestling? I have no idea. But he is. Uh, well, he's a wrestler. I see Dan Housen. He is a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Housen makes a tweet today. And if you don't know who Dan Housen is, you got to look him up. He's a hilarious. Uh, he's really like a comic act. Um, 
he tweets at the rock uh the the flyer for like their match uh saying hello rock danhausen here again fellow famous hollywood celebrity how does danhausen become a very muscled very evil as in you as in as you in less than a week for his pay-per-view he's asking the rock how he gets in shape for it uh i'm actually excited for double or nothing i mean i'm excited for every AEW pay-per-view uh some of, like i i i don't have the cart the card in front of me but I, I feel yeah. like one or two of the matches that they had made weren't, didn't, uh, you know, s- set my shorts on fire as much well, as. Well, you get the Hardys in. Well, the Hardys. Young Bucks. Yeah, that's cool. I, I just, I don't, I don't remember. I don't have the card in front of me. There were like one or two matches that didn't, that weren't like making the card like a, like everything's per, like. Like older right. cards, you're like, oh my god, every match is a banger. I, there's not a bad match on the card, et cetera, et cetera. And this one, I was like, one or two were like, just I wasn't into. I don't remember what they were. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I just uh, you got. I know you got the 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 Bucks and uh, and Hardys, which is, I mean, it's happened before, but it's still cool, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, is Punk going over? Uh, I don't know. That's a that's a that's I, I a. Know. What do you think? That's a good mystery, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who's um, who's few? I I feel like that can only end in a screw job, like not a screw job, but like right, like somebody else that's also feuding with those guys is going to come out and fuck that matchup, so that uh, you know, Hangman retains, but Punk didn't quote lose, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess though, Punk, if Punk's going to be the big heel, he's got to go over, but he's got to go over cheating. I think there's something because to, to you know continue from there, he'd be super super heel at that point. You know, I'm I'm just really crossing my fingers that we don't those Owen tournaments. I I wasn't yeah I wasn't a big fan of the. Uh, the way they did the men's one. Uh, right. I, I felt it was like an opportunity to get someone else some spotlight. Like, right. Like a Dax. Uh, so right. I am just crossing my fingers that it doesn't end up being, uh, you know, part four of the, what do you call it? The Cole and the, what's his name? His tag. Oh, yeah. His, his, his buddy from, right. from Red Dragon. I can't even remember his name at the moment. Uh, I mean, could be. I mean, I hope they don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm just uh, I'm excited for for when I tried watching Raw last night. I just I just can't do it, man. I can't do it. it I was, cannot watch wrestling. It was Raw. It was it was a battle of which was worse, Raw or that fucking basketball game, Miami Heat, which was brutal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I switched from one to the other, and then I just literally I put on Impractical Jokers after because that was way better than, than either, uh, either of them. But uh, yeah, I just I can't get into WWE anymore, man. I really try. I had this conversation with somebody at work today. I just I just cannot, man, and it's sad because it's something that we all you know we grew up on that. I just, I cannot get into it. I can't. I uh, just can't get into I hadn't watched for months and months and months, and then WrestleMania came, and then I was like, okay, let me like kind of fresh start it from right. here, and I started watching again, and like, Cody thing was interesting. Just to, I'm just curious if from like a let's see how they handle or mishandle this week to week, you know. So I'm kind right, of like right. riveted into that, and then surprisingly, the Elias. Ezekiel thing won me over, but that's about it. Oh, me too. But I like I like that goofy kind of shit. <laughs> but to like fast forward through three hours of wrestling, to, for really only those right. two things to be a payoff, you know, it's tough. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's tough. Yeah. So like like I recorded it this week and last week, and both weeks I I don't think I'm uh, even gonna zip through it for those tiny little parts. I I just. I'm just it's not, unwatchable. I'm not excited to 
to it's do just it. unwatchable wrestling. Yeah, it really is. But well, tomorrow's Wednesday, so we get our AEW fix. And uh, it's funny how many people out there, ca- the amount of casual wrestling fans or people who used to be wrestling fans and then stopped uh, that I meet out like at work or and they're like. They're like, oh, do you watch AEW? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, I turned it on one night, man, and I was hooked. It, like, reminded me of, you know, when I liked wrestling. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. Like that, you know, that's what you when when I liked wrestling. You know, it's like WWE literally killed it for everyone <laughs> at some point. So yeah, at some point, it's like know. really you have right. to be like wired like you were me to have gone through the ups and downs as much as we have over the right, years. right, and still kind of be right. into it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, but uh, yeah, I, I seen somebody yesterday, and uh, this guy always talks wrestling in uh, at Publix, and he was just like, he's like, I don't even turn on. He's like, he's older, he's older than me, and he's like, I don't turn on WWE. He's like, it's it's just you know, I grew up on it, and I can't stand to watch it. I was like, oh, I'm the same way, man. I can't, I cannot watch their product. It's fucking awful. It's awful. So. It's, it's weird because we have all these like accounts and and interactions with people and conversations, and yet like right. it's almost like the ratings between those two shows, those two companies right. don't really reflect what we're talking about. And I don't know if that's like yeah. factoring in the kid factor, you know? Mm, yeah. And being like, well, yeah. WWE is a lot more cartoony and colorful, and I think it's right. it's a it's hard to maybe the kids it's harder to hook little kids into watching AEW when it's like, you know, a 10 minute Matt classic between, you know, two grapplers and, and, and that, right. Right. And also that, you know, you're watching AEW and the fucking, your mom walks in the room and sees, you know, the blood, blood match of the week or the thumbtacks on, on, on the free, uh, free TV. And they're TV, like, yeah. nope, absolutely not. Right, right. I, I think that's I I think that's the whole rate I think that's the whole rating difference right there is kids. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean it's probably Yeah, it's probably uh not good for parents don't want to see that shit. But Right, but you know, that's but, how you become but but most people don't become fans later in life. You become a fan in your right, right. you're like, you know, what do you say, like ten to 10 to 16 age range is when you really, right. most people get into wrestling. It's hard yeah. to get into it later. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But, you know, it's just, if you, if you're a wrestling fan and, and you were a wrestling fan back in the day and you haven't watched AEW, watch right. it because I, I yeah. truly believe you'll be hooked. Yeah. Well, you'll be like, yeah. wow. Like, you know, if you're, this if, is what, if you're a fan of what either WCW was, ECW was or WWE was back in the day, even. Right. Yeah, you'll be a fan. There's no doubt. This is more for you. Right. So, yeah, well, at least we got something. Otherwise, I don't think I'd be watching wrestling, to tell you the truth. No, I can't do like what Blake does, where he's rewatching Impact fucking shows. No, no, I can't do that. Right. He's like, oh, I watched SummerSlam 90. I'm like, what? Who would watch that? Like why the fuck? Who has even time to watch that? No, no, I, I guess got, he does. Well, that's listen. That's a that's a man, mm-hmm. right there, with no other interests in life. Like he's just like sports and wrestling. There's nothing yeah, else. True. It's like like right. I have so many interests, and I like to do like the like at least if if I turn on the TV, there's so many things I would I like to watch and and whatever. Right. It's like you're not gonna get this kid to watch of. A TV series or a or a western no, movie no, or a no. sci-fi flick or whatever, you know. No. He would rather watch, uh, you know, like I said, an, an impact pay-per-view from ten years right. ago. Right. That's so true. Right. Oh well, I don't know. I got nothing else. That's fine. I haven't even started cooking. I don't even bitch about cooking. I've, so I don't want to hear it today. That's fine. I'm growing a tail over here. I got. I got. I got some. Uh, oh, you today growing the yeah, tail, huh? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but I'm not like trying to like end it because of it. I'm just. Oh, here we I'm go. just kind of like. I'm just. I'm practicing my Zen meditation techniques to. 
to to not to, uh, have, yeah, to not have a disaster. Not have to go. Yeah. Right, right. Oh well, you go enjoy your poopski, and uh, I'm gonna go cook because uh, you know I'm fat and I got. What do you What are you cooking? What are you eating? I'm actually just gonna make simple tonight. I actually saw a uh, Instagram video of uh, pasta with broccoli, oil, and garlic, and I was like, that looks so fucking good. I want it tonight, so no that's chicken? what I'm making. No, no. My grandma used to make this no cheese? exactly this way. A little parmesan. Yeah, you got to use cheese. A little, a little parmesan, though. You got to use a little parmesan. Right. But uh, I, I'm pretty pumped about it. And I, I do got one other update before we go. Uh, Nick the Dick injured himself this week. Uh, he calls me yesterday from school and says, I think I broke my ankle. And I'm like, what? He's like, it's swollen. So, of course, me, I'm like, ah, you pussy. So he gets in the car and he's like limping and his shoe is off. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? His ankle is the size of a softball. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. I like never seen anything like it. Um, I was like, oh, you're not kidding. He's like, I can't walk. And he just sprained. You know, you know, he rolled his ankle playing basketball. And uh, just like my roommate so, over here, your roommate, your roommate right, sprained right, his ankle. My roommate too. and your roommate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so funny uh, uh yeah the so two fucking guys competing for the title right. of mr glass so true <laughs> that's great uh yeah so he's he's uh he can't do anything he can't walk he's on crutches so uh yeah horsing around in the gym that's what happened so um you know so i keep fucking with him randomly and i'm like hey uh you gonna go take the garbage out he's like i can't even walk uh, you know, because it's so swollen, but he wants to go to a doctor. I was like, ah, oh, you'll be fine. Suck it up. <laughs> uh, so you know you, happened to me. So he might have broken it. You don't know. No, the, <laughs> the nurse, the nurse at the school called me this morning, and she's like, if it was broken, it you know, it'd be a different black and blue, or not just. And the swelling went down right. once he iced I, it last night. I can't night wait till this done. thing is broken three weeks from now. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> like, like every time he complains, give him some some other like terrible old old world wives tale technique. Like, rub yeah. some olive oil on it and shit right, like that. Right. <laughs> see what happens. Right? Just yeah. to just to annoy him, yeah. like like just rub some olive oil on it. That always worked yeah. for me. And he he was so mad that I was mad. I'm like, well, you're horsing around in gym when you you know like and you have a, a basketball. Uh, they they you know starting next week they have like a couple of tournaments. I'm like, well, I guess you're not playing. Like, cause you want to play around the gym. And he's like, he's like, why are you yelling at me? And I was like, well, cause you make really bad decisions. That's why. Call him, call okay. him, call him Nikki. No brackets. Nikki, no brackets. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So, all right, go take your food. Well, I was going to, the reason go I brought up the food was I was going to tell you what I had today. And oh, then you, you, you went into, Oh, what'd you have? Junior's little fucking, uh, Slip and fall. Yeah. He can't even sue anyone right. for it. What's what's? The I know. You should have. Right. You should have said. You should have dumped them off in front of a Walgreens or something, and said, "And said, get on camera, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll talk." Um. Right. I uh, I uh, did a uh, DoorDash today. Oh, okay. For a La Spada sub. Oh. <laughs> What'd you get? I got an Italian with all the fixings. Oh, La Spada subs are ridiculous. They are gigantic sandwiches. They're, they're wow. these huge sandwiches where they... Here's the, here, for anyone that doesn't know La Spada. Got, right. You got your roll. Here we go. Pots and pans. Yeah, well, I'm getting ready here. Go they ahead. got a roll. They lay down the meat. And for the Italian, it's like... What is it? Like sausage. I mean, like salami, ham, and right. something else. And uh, Italian meats. And some provolone cheese. Then they throw all the fucking... All the toppings on top of it, like all your lettuce, tomato, and bullshit. Yeah. And then they have a topper. They do a meat topper. They do another layer of meat. So then you get a ham. You get they throw ham on top of that. Um, right. Which right. is like I never. This is the only place I've ever seen where they throw like an extra. They throw extra meat to like cover all the veggies and kind of the tuck, veggies. Right. Tuck right. them in. Like they don't want you to see them. Right. Tuck, tuck them in a little bit. So. Right. I, I got that in a bag of chips, and. Uh, Nice. That's a solid meal. I hadn't. Nice to know they DoorDash too. Yeah, I hadn't uh, had them in forever, so it was like, I was like, you know, I haven't, I haven't had La Spada forever, and I don't like, I like DoorDash. It's like it's worth the five bucks because anytime I go right. go there, it's like a line out the door, and you're standing there forever, and whoever thinks right, right. to call ahead. So 
place the, is always busy. Yeah, so for the five dollar tip to have someone, right. well, technically it's eight because there's a there's some fees and stuff, but it was like right. totally worth it to have someone bring it to me. This is yeah, uh, yeah I agree. This is the mentality I've had now. Right now, yeah, I don't worry. I got one over on DoorDash again this week because they canceled my order after an hour. Oh, uh, I was fucking livid, and I'm <laughs> like, and by the time they canceled it, everything else was closed in town. So. They gave me ten dollar credit and my money back. There so, you go. Yeah, I know. How, I know how to win one over on those fucks. <laughs> so. Well, except right, you didn't get cooked. your food for two hours. I didn't get any food. I ended up eating a, a cheese sandwich because it's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, yeah. you're so hungry, you, you're not even going to grill it. You're just going to eat it. I, honestly, I threw it in the microwave. I don't even care. Oh, gross! <laughs> I'm just, I was so angry. Oh, I'm disgusted by that. Uh, all right, I'm going to start banging pots and pans. Goodbye. Bye.